0: In the morning. A psychedelic acid trip in which a young man takes a wild journey into the afterlife.
1: I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And
0: we are the, the B Movie Bros. Bros. Here we review, review B movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are, the final week of February, Beauties in the Eye of the Beholder month first-person movies and we're taking a look at the 2010 film enter the void a film by director gaspar no so yeah what you heard was the amazon prime description for the movie since that's where we uh ended up getting it from let's dive right into the show with our
1: technical difficulties and be warned spoilers abound oh yeah the whole the description and everything is basically a spoiler it's kind of impossible to spoil it. Uh, like, the description's not really accurate, yeah. but... I mean, how do you describe it other than the plot in itself? Like, not really any mystery or surprise in it. Dead
0: person spiritually watches his sister fuck a bunch of times. Weird shit happens after a
1: guy is shot. So, uh, let's just let's just start out with the bad stuff. Let's just get it out of the way, Paul. Alright, works for me. I'll start this one off. So, number three. At the beginning of the film, there's... It's shown from Oscar's point of view, and, you know, he's not holding a camera or anything, so you just, every time he blinks, you know, the screen goes black for, for like a split second, and then it's just so obnoxious. Like, I get why that's happening, but it's still just annoying to watch. I, I couldn't wait for the fucker to die. Yeah, like 30 seconds into the movie, I was like, oh my god, did, 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 did I just see something? And then it happened, and I'm like, they fucking blinking when he finally gets shot it's like oh thank god the blinking's done it's like either that or he's just tripping out and weird stuff's happening it's like well now at least the blinking's gone but now i have epilepsy so number two there's an excess amount of flashing lights and scenes that just go on entirely too long in this film it's it's an issue i find with a lot of art house films in general there's this notion that if you focus on nothing in particular or show just mundane scenes of stuff happening like in some, and under like strobe lights and show them like in their entire duration, it's like somehow deep and meaningful. Like it, it's not exactly an art house film, but I remember in a uh, 2001, a space odyssey, how long it takes them to fucking walk in the, um, in the space, um, station and everything. I was like, everyone's like, Oh, well, you know, it shows the time. I don't give a fuck. like, I don't want to see people fucking walking or just standing there or, like, just not doing anything. I don't care how what the lighting is, I don't care what the meaning behind it is, it's obnoxious. Like, I I know that it's, like, I guess meant to combine realism with, at least in the case of this, like, meant to combine realism with a type of surrealism and, I don't know, to make some kind of point about regular life or meaningless or blah blah blah. But my god, like get on with it, I get your point, like stop telling it to me. Number one. This movie is creepily voyeuristic at times, there are a lot of scenes of Oscar just kind of watching people having sex, especially his sister. I know that one of the themes of it, of the film, is helplessness and inevitability and it was like reincarnation and shit, but I, I don't know, man. It was just weird. Um, I, I think other people have like have mentioned this as well in reviews of it, but yeah, like okay, make your point and go on with it. And part of this is this isn't the first yes for No film I've seen this in. The worst offender's probably um irreversible, but that's that's another story entirely. Anyone who's seen that movie knows exactly what I'm talking about, too. For me, number three.
0: The first 23 minutes or so of this film are painfully long. You see through the eyes of the living main character, Oscar, hear his inner monologue, and experience every time he blinks. And it, I, I can't go on any more than Paul did about the, the blinking and shit, but fucking I hate inner monologues. Like, at first, I thought he was actually talking out loud, and I was like, eh, okay. And then he looks at himself in the mirror, and
1: he's not moving his lips. I'm like, you motherfucker. Yeah, it seemed like a bad choice. Like, the whole thing was supposed to show... Was they, they, supposed to, like, show, like, what he's thinking at, while he's, like, tripping out, but that's dumb. We we didn't really... Everything else is visual. Why did that part have to not be visual? Well, and at the same time, they also, you know, distort
0: his voice ever so slightly, when it's his inner monologue, which is kind of annoying as well. Yeah. Number two. The opening credits are seizure-tastic. It's just a bunch of fucking flashing neon lights for the first, like, three minutes of the movie. It's crazy. Names and companies and things flash so fast and in such bright colors, and they con the colors contrast each other so much that you're like, what did that just say? Like, you literally would have to, like pause the movie like
1: frame by frame to actually see or read the credits it's fucking stupid and like a lot of other things in this film it just goes on way too long i think we had to fast forward through it at some point point. Well,
0: and not only that like it, it did a bunch of credits and then the title came up and the title was just like in big block letters and like gave you a respite from from the neon and the, the strobing effect And then more credits rolled. It was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, are we done or not? Artist, man. Number one. The lighting in this movie is fucking annoying. It's like you put a fishbowl on your head. You get smothered in blacklight paint. They put on the blacklight. But then in the middle of the blacklight, they have a fucking disco ball going around and shining. And if that weren't enough, every time the lighting goes back to normal... Bam, strobe effect, light, 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 like light, light. Oh, my God. Sensory overload. Come on, now.
1: Yeah, a lot of it, it was either that or everything was very red. Like, there's a lot of scenes where, like, everything's just red and, or like, this, like... Blurry. Kind of, yeah, blurry, like. red, and just, like, dreary. there There's a movie by uh, Lars von Traer, I can't remember what it's called, about this detective who's in... I don't remember. I think it was Peru or something like that. And the whole thing's just got this red tint to it. And it's supposed to, like, be a. Like, a new. It's supposed to give the impression of a noir film and also, like, a sad, dreamlike state. But it's just weird. I mean, I could understand if it was,
0: like, specific scenes that were very important or something had different lighting or something. But the entire movie is done in this style. And when you've got that going on for two and a half, almost two and a half hours, it, it, it's just... Uh, stop! Like, it's not worth it. It doesn't add anything to the movie. All it does is take away... Well, I wouldn't say take away from it, because nothing happens for the majority of the movie. So, but yeah, that, that was just, for me, the worst part of this was just that atrocious lighting.
1: Yeah, you know, Cora, we're probably just not artistic enough to get it. very you know... These plebs who watch, like, shitty B-movies. What do we know of that entertainment? Listen, if it's not a color in a Crayola 8-pack of crayons, then it shouldn't be on screen. Oh, wait, I think art films aren't supposed to be entertaining. They're supposed to be... I don't know. Fuck it. I mean, Deathbed, the bed it eats. Oh, God. Why'd you remind me of
0: that? Ranch, ranch, ranch. Well... How about we talk about what was good in this movie? Let's let's lighten
1: our spirits here. What, what do you think, Paul? I had a few things that I I did I did appreciate about this film. So number three, stylistically, this movie was kind of cool in in a lot of ways. Like I thought the I thought it was really interesting how it begins with Oscar having this drug induced out of body experience and it kind of transitions to his death where he has an out of body. Um, after death experience, and it kind of blurred the distinction between life and death and made death itself seem like a just like a just like a weird drug trip. It was unique to say the least, and it was a style of storytelling I can't say I'd seen quite like that before. Number two. So according to the director Gas Bruno, the whole sequence of Oscar floating around after death and watching the world that he left behind was actually all going on in his mind, which is kind of weird, but kind of interesting at the same point. So I guess like, you know, while he's floating around searching for a new soul, uh, looking to reincarnate into a new body and past and present or like become distorted, it, and in a cycle that, like, leads to um, reincarnation, so you go from birth, um, death, to rebirth, and all that, or something like that, um, there's just a lot to it, and that kind of extra stuff makes it a little more interesting, I think. I, I don't know. So, so wait, you're telling me the whole time we were
0: watching him float around there didn't actually happen in the canon of the movie?
1: Yeah, but, but, so there was no point to it at all. Yeah, I mean, I guess from what I, I've read, it's a got, it's a drug dealer who just read the Book of the Dead and dies and basically trips out and thinks that everything's going the way, you know, the cycle of death and reincarnation go in that, you know, the soul wandering around till it can, until it can reincarnate. Um, it was... So, I mean, it kind of helps of blending the life and death and the acid trip with the um, other thing, I guess. I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of interesting, I guess. I don't know. And number one. So, most of the art house films I've seen kind of annoyed me. They tend to be really pretentious and end up being weird for the sake of being weird. I, However, I admittingly like films that have, like, weird and kind of unorthodox, um, directorial, um, and stylistic choices, and for all its faults, Enter the Void did give a reason for why it was portrayed the way it was. I mean, you can argue you didn't like it, and some of it was unnecessary, but you can make a reason for everything without, like, really stretching it, I guess. It was kind of like, just being on an acid trip and suddenly learning that you have the ability to fly and that you're invisible. I mean, it, it does, everything that happens in the movie does make sense due to the style of the movie. Like I can't fault it on that. Yeah. Which makes the whole like review, like his comments on what it is. Like I can't tell if it ruins it or like makes it more interesting. It's, I don't know. It's, it's something Artist man. So for me, Number three.
0: I suppose the concept is fairly interesting. Something about Buddhist teachings in the afterlife and seeing the world around you from your childhood through, you know, how those around you are affected after your death before you get to be reincarnated. So it was, it was
1: an interesting subject. It's like nihilism meets Buddhism and, you know, emptiness. I don't know. Number two. Everything sucks. That's the
0: moral. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Including
0: th- the movie. Number two. They do take the liberty of killing off the main character before the first half hour is up, cutting off his inner monologue
1: and his blinking, which, you know, made the movie more tolerable. He doesn't even die in a cool way. He just, like, dies in the fucking... In a toilet. Yeah, in a toilet, like a bitch. (laughs) Number one, this film accomplished the
0: impossible. I never thought I would say this, Paul, but this movie made Dick Sharp seem like a wonderfully pleasurable experience. Which was which was longer, this or Dick Shark? They were both excessively long. I think Dick Shark was two hours thirty-seven minutes if I remember correctly, but yeah. You know, it, it it at least had a rock and soundtrack and the, the lighting was not like annoying as all get out. It uh but yeah, this this movie made Dick Shark
1: look good. Wonder what happened if um Bill Zabob met up with Gaspar Noe and they decided to make a film together. I'd watch it, not gonna lie.
0: One of the things that we didn't mention was the dialogue, so let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better
1: quotes. Paul, why don't you start us off? All right. We're going to be like a family from now on. Don't be a bad brother. You can let me know the next time you get laid by that dick sucker. We promise to never leave each other. I can smell when people lie. It's a drug. Come on. It's like a vitamin. Your only way out is is to get reincarnated.
0: I will watch you from the sky.
1: That ends this episode's edition of Quote
0: Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or anything else you'd like to say about it, please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 10 out of
1: 10. Wow, that's... You really didn't like this one? (laughs) No. I gave it a surprising 5 out of 10.
0: Fuck this movie and its piece of shit artistic direction. Slower than a molasses-covered snail on a freezing cold morning, and the main character continually watching his sister performing sexual acts. It's just abysmal. I'd probably have a better time with two and a half hours if I had my balls stuck in a rusted toaster, and swung it around as my only defense against a pack of rabid wolves i on picking my bones clean. I'm ready to go home, rewatch Dick Shark. Just on the off chance that I die, I could see a movie that's just slightly
1: less shitty than this as my final movie. But if you die, this this movie will be Will become, life, will become my life. Your afterlife, I guess. I thought you were just gonna end it with fuck this You are just gonna end it at fuck this movie. No, no. <laughs> Rusted Toaster Stuck to My Balls, Fighting Wolves, it's a a better outcome. You added some artistic um, elements to it. No neon lights. So, at this point I've seen a few films by director Gaspar Noe, and I've noticed that they all seem to be very nihilistic in nature. They have an unorthodox and usually non-linear style of storytelling, with scenes that go on either way too long or come across as kind of creepy or voyeuristic, or both. Carne opened up with a shot of, of a horse being killed on camera, and Irreversible plays from the end to the beginning, and has one of the most unsettling and unnecessarily long rape scenes I've seen in any film. As such, I had somewhat of an idea of what to expect going into this film. The themes of death, reincarnation, nihilism, hopelessness, and all that kind of stuff are present throughout every scene of the film, as newly deceased drug dealer Oscar floats across Tokyo as as a wandering spirit, searching for a body to reincarnate into while present and past events construct a picture of his ultimately meaningless existence. There are plenty of interesting concepts, and the unorthodox directing style is engaging to say the least. However, Enter the Void has the same issues as the other films I mentioned. It's terribly paced with scenes that go on way too long and without much actually happening through most of them. On top of that, there are a lot of scenes of Oscar watching his sister having sex and it made me feel rather uncomfortable. i starting to get the impression that Mr. Uh, no might have some... Unusual, uh, kinks. I, an argument can be made that these scenes do tie into the concept of reincarnation, and they do help with the sense of hopelessness and lack of control and meaningless that the film was trying to relay. But given how excessive they are and what I've seen in past films, I'm not convinced it wasn't, it was entirely done for artistic reasons. Overall, Enter the Void is an interesting film with a unique style, which is ruined by its excess excessive runtime. High concepts and cool visuals are only entertaining for so long, before they become just annoying and tiresome. Truly, if this movie would have been cut down to like, say 70
0: minutes, it probably would have been an okay film. But just two and a half
1: hours is
0: way too long for nothing to go on.
1: Yeah, it's like I I get it, I get what's going on. I understand the themes and like the it was, it was like the watching text, a, but a baseball game. You know, you it it's How you two ever do it's that? two
0: and a half hours long, but like seven minutes or less is actual
1: the game being played. Like wh- why there's no point to it then? Yeah, it's it's um the baseball game with strobe lights and sex. Only so, it's not that's not as fun as it sounds, so.
0: If you really need to know, it's that time, friends. We need to tell you how to drink away the slick. Drink away the slick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the slick. We'll give some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is doing drugs, take a drink. Number two, every time Oscar relives his parents' deaths, take a drink. Number three, whenever lights are strobing, take a drink. Number four, anytime Oscar's consciousness travels through walls, Take a drink, and number five, of course, because it's beauty is in the eye of the beholder month, every
1: time someone pays attention to you, the main character, take a drink. Every time Oscar is watching people have sex, take a drink. Every time someone mentions the Book of the Dead, take a drink. Every time you see the back of someone's head, take a drink. Every time Oscar blinks, take a drink. And those are your ways, too. Drink away the flick. Last one will probably kill you if you try it, just, just a warning. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else b movie related you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com-bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, and my personal Twitter at bmoviepal. You can check out all our other con- content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below.
0: We've come to the end of February, the end of Beauties in the Eye of the Beholder month. Let's rank the movies. Number four, Enter the Void. No chuck, way. Chuck this shit into the void and be done with it. Number three, Hotel Inferno, which was okay, but can burn in hell. Number two, Hardcore Henry. It was pretty fun. I mean, nothing bad, but number one was Record, which is just a, a nearly perfect found footage film, and
1: as perfect, I think, as one has been made. Yeah, number four was Enter the Void. It was unique, it had some interesting concepts, an interesting style, but there's no way I'm watching it ever again. It was just so fucking long, and I don't know, made me feel a bit uncomfortable at times. Number three, Hotel Inferno. It was a fun video game simulation movie, I guess. And, you know, a lot of action, a lot of cool stuff, but, you know, it was just a less fun version of Hardcore Henry, which I put at number two. And number one, Wreck, or Record, which was one of the best found footage films that I've ever seen.
0: There you have it. And next week, Paul, is March, and you know what that means, right? Oh, God, another stupid acronym. What do we have this time? So, this year... You know, I have to say, maybe a reptile can help. I fucking hate you. Sometimes we're gonna start out with, you know, none other than Superman himself, Dean Kane, in the two thousand three film Dragon Fighter. Sounds promising. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. And all the. I've seen.